Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm so delighted you're here with me today. Today I am going to be talking about how to increase flexibility in your thinking. We are a human race and by design, we sometimes become very rigid in our thinking. So when we hear ideas or things that don't necessarily align with what we've learned or what we've been trained, we immediately want to reject those ideas and we think, no, this cannot be right. This is not what I've been taught. This is not what I know. And it causes us to be very rigid in our thinking and inflexible. And when that happens, sometimes without really realizing we're doing it, we can become a little bit judgmental of people and of things that we're really not too sure about. One of the things that I noticed with myself was in just all of the years of doing this podcast and interviewing different people, there have been certain people who have come on and they've shared their ideas. And as I'm interviewing them, I'm immediately thinking, this is a load. This is really stupid. Like, what do you mean you really believe this? Until I started listening more and not listening to respond, but just listening to learn. And then once I got off of that interview, I would then have a more in-depth conversation and go do my own research and experience things. And what that has caused me to do is to look at life in new ways. I used to be a person who was very rigid in my thinking. And I was, it was kind of weird because I used to go to church all the time and I used to think, you know, anybody who did anything that we were taught in the church that you weren't supposed to must have been a bad person. And it wasn't until I started experiencing life and meeting people who had different life experiences. And that's what really opened me up because I would think to myself, well, why does it have to be this way? Or why does it have to be that way? Why would you have to judge people if they grew up in a different environment? They're, of course, going to experience different things. That really shouldn't be held against them. Sure, if there are behaviors that need to be changed, you know, that's one thing, but we're all on a journey. We have to discover those things ourselves. If you've never been told that there's a better way, how would you know that there's a better way? It's like that expression, when you know better, you do better. Until you know better, you do better, right? Because for a lot of people, we're just kind of fumbling around, finding our way. We don't know everything. We don't know everything. And there are a lot of things that we have no idea about. So when we hear things that are different from the way that we've been trained or the way we've been brought up, we sometimes get very rigid and we don't want to accept it. And I'll give you an example. In teaching, boy, I mean, most people just say, well, we reinvent the wheel. We do the same thing over and over again. But every once in a while, someone will come up with a really random idea that is very different from what we're taught. Because in education, honestly, you don't see a lot of change. And that's the sad thing. It needs to change. But in teaching a foreign language, we were always taught to teach a certain way. When I grew up and I took German, 
the way that we learned was just rote memorization. We had to memorize, we would have a dialogue at the beginning of each chapter. And part of our test was we would have to go up to the teacher's desk and he, you didn't know which line he was going to do. He would take the part of one person, you had to take the other part and you had to repeat the lines back and forth. Now, I still remember some of those dialogues. So yes, memorization can work. However, it doesn't really prepare you for being in real life situations. So the first time I went to Germany and I had to have a conversation with someone, I panicked because I'm like, I'm not used to this. And it was still pretty much the same way when I first got my teaching certificate. We still taught the same way. We taught grammar rules. We taught all of these things. Then there was a huge movement for change. And it, it kind of went in two waves. The first one was called TPRS, which was total physical response. And that is where you would be up telling a story and you'd be acting it out at the same time. So the kids would see the action and also they would associate that action with the word and it would help them to remember it better. This was a lot of work and a lot of people kind of rejected this idea. Many people embraced it, but a lot of people were like, no, I don't want to do this. Then that evolved into now what's called CI, which is comprehensible input. And with CI, what you do is you also do storytelling, but you do it in a way that you're asking simple questions of the kids that at first are just yes, no. So they're, you're testing whether they're comprehending what you're saying. And it actually, when you see it in action, it's pretty brilliant. We have instructors who, when they teach us these methods, they do it in a language we don't know. They don't do it in German. They don't do it in Spanish. They, like one lady, for example, taught us um, Swedish. I don't know any Swedish. I didn't know any Swedish. I still remember a few of the words now. But her point was, by the end of her session, we were all speaking sentences in Swedish, and we weren't just reading something and memorizing it, we were actually coming up with the responses to her. And it was because we heard her say these expressions so many times and asking us and involving us in the conversation that by the time we had the end of the session, we all knew these phrases because we'd heard them so much and we heard them being used in a comprehensible way. And then we were able to take the things that we heard and then spit it back out at her and it made sense. And so we, it's much better because you're able to converse with someone on the spot without, okay, I'm just regurgitating what I heard. But this idea, this concept, it, it involved completely redesigning your curriculum and what you do in the classroom. For example, we used to teach out of books. I don't have any books anymore. I don't teach out of German books. I create these units and I create these stories and we just, it's a very different way of teaching. And, you know, sometimes you'll have parents who will try to say, well, you don't have a book, so it's hard. There's no, it's, it's actually, it's easier for them when we do it this way. And they don't even realize how much they're learning. And I've seen it with my own eyes that they're really like making meaning of things. And it's, it's really a cool thing. But a lot of people rail against it, right? The traditional people who've taught out of a book and who do rote memorization and want to teach the grammar rules, like they want to keep doing it the same way. And that's, it's not fun for the kids. It's, I think it's a harder way to learn. 
but they become very rigid in their thinking because as humans, we don't want to change. Change is scary. We just don't want to do it. So how can you become more flexible in your thinking? Because honestly, this has made teaching more fun and it's made it more active for the kids and I'm not lecturing. And so it's actually a better thing. But if I had been very rigid in my thinking, I would have said, no, I don't know what I'm doing. And I still don't. I don't. I haven't had the complete training. I just get pieces here and there. And I try to incorporate when I get these pieces and I try to do my own research. It would be a lot better if I had like the complete training. But all of the things that I'm incorporating where I can have been wonderful. But if I were rigid and thought, no, I need to have the complete training or no, I can't do this. Think how you know, I would be struggling doing the same thing over and over again with kids going, I don't like this. This is boring. Why do we have to do this? So I had to change, but it's not always easy. In the same way, we may hear new ideas, whether it's, you know, for me too, I used to always be this person that you've got to go by what the medical professionals tell you. And I respect the medical community. I really do. I know that I have said some things on my podcast in the past that I do. I really do respect the medical community. My great-great-grandfather was a doctor and his son was a doctor. But I just think that there are also newer and better ways and methods that don't involve over-the-counter drugs or anything like that. And I think we need to be open to those ideas. But a long time ago, I would have said, no, you have to do what the doctor told you to do. So we have to not be so rigid in all areas of our life. We have to be open to other ideas. So how can you increase your flexibility? Because it's very, very easy to be rigid in your thinking. I'm guilty of it sometimes still. But I've also learned that it helps when I am more flexible. And I can just name so many examples, even in teaching, how I used to be rigid about grades. I used to be rigid about this and about that. Like you have your tardies and all of this. I've had to learn how to be more open to what's best for kids and not what I have been taught, what I think. You know, I have to really look at the data and look at what's successful and what's not and do what I think is best based on that. So how can you increase your flexibility in your thinking? The first thing is observe your rigid behaviors. So think about your routines. Where are you very rigid in your life? Is it that I have to get up at this time? I have to do this in the morning. I have to do this when I get home. Where are you rigid in your routines? And can you embrace something new? Try new things. Like, no, I get up at this time every morning. Well, what if you got up 10 minutes earlier and the first thing you did was just sit and enjoy a cup of coffee for 10 minutes or read something inspirational? Like, what would that do to your routine? We have to be willing to shake things up a bit. Also, embrace new opportunities. A lot of times people come and offer us new things And we're like, nope, not doing it. I don't trust that. We have to be willing to try. I mean, if you try something and it doesn't work, then that's fine. But at least you tried. But for most of us, we aren't even willing to try new experiences or new things. We just are afraid. And we used to laugh at my mom because we would go to certain restaurants and she would order the same thing every time. 
And when we would get ready to order, we'd all laugh. Oh, are you getting the fettuccine? Oh, are you getting this? And she'd say, shut up. <laughs> you know, she'd get mad at us. But I'm that way in some ways too. When I go to certain restaurants, like I want to try new things, but then what if it's disappointing? What if it isn't what I wanted it to be? Well, we have to be willing to try because there have been times where I've gone to restaurants and I've tried something new and it was fantastic. And of course, there have been times when I tried something new and I was regretting it, right? I wish I would have gotten my old standby because I know it would have been good. But we don't know unless we embrace new opportunities. It's important to be in the moment too. If we're not living life and are, you know, being present, we're going to miss those opportunities. Things happen so quickly and if we are constantly focused on the past or constantly focused on the future, we may miss the opportunities that are right in front of our faces. So be in the moment. You got to go with the flow too. That's a hard one because we don't sometimes want to go with the flow. We want to have a plan. You know, we have to have lesson plans in the classroom, but sometimes some of the best lessons I've ever had is whenever I just let the discussion, let the kids determine where we were going with different topics because they learn a lot more by being able to be in the discussion and to think about things, to process it. That's how we learn. And so to me, that's a better experience. It's really important to be able to let the small stuff go too. I sometimes have an issue with this. For example, when my kids, you know, when they were here and they would leave a cup out or something, it would just drive me insane. Like, you got it that far, you couldn't take it to the sink. Letting those little things pile up or, you know, having them throw you off or make you upset, that robs you of your inner peace. So you got to let that little stuff go too. And not just not say anything, but let it go. Like, don't allow it to bug you or bother you because that doesn't do anything useful. Come up with some sort of signal to you that you need to let it go. Like, oh, maybe if you hear the song, let it go from Frozen in your head, or you say to yourself, oh, it's no big deal and just walk on. It's really important to be able to let that kind of stuff go. And also watch what you're saying to yourself too. You know, sometimes we have new things come to us and we say, well, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. Don't allow those words to be in your vocabulary. Instead, shift that to, well, let's just try it and see what happens or let's find out or what do you think will happen if I try that instead of you shouldn't or you can't because immediately you're setting yourself up for failure with those words. And the same thing when you're you have that rigid thinking, like if I would have said with my classroom management, oh, I can't do that method of teaching. It's not going to work. The kids will be confused. I've already set myself up for failure. It's already failed in my mind. So don't allow yourself to have those kinds of thoughts. Instead, let that go. Instead of that wouldn't work or why would they do that? Let that go. And instead, well, I wonder how that would work. Be curious about it. How would that work? Did that work for people? Let's see how it worked. Do your research too. Don't just immediately shut things down because you think it's different, radically different from what you're used to. I mean, there's so many new amazing things out there that we just dismiss sometimes because we think, oh yeah, that, well, I've never heard of that before. That wouldn't work. You have to be, somebody had to be the first at something, right? Always. 
So don't just dismiss things all the time. And the last thing I'll say is challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to try things because you will never know what you actually enjoy if you don't. We don't have to do the same thing day in and day out. Life can be so much fun and it can be an adventure, but you have to be willing to try new things. So get out there and try it. I challenge you to try something new this week. All right, I wanted to pull a few cards for you today, and I pulled some cards from the numerology deck by Michelle Buchanan. I haven't used this deck in a while. And the first card out is music. Music heals the soul. It soothes the soul. It raises our vibration. It's incredibly healing. When this card shows up, it means either we need to incorporate more music into our lives through either listening to it or if you're good at singing or playing an instrument, performing it. That can be very therapeutic for people too. So incorporate more music into your life to help keep you grounded, to help you heal. It's a beautiful way to raise your vibration and to relax. The next card is perseverance. So when challenges come towards you, keep going. Don't just quit the first time you hit a wall. If I would have quit the first time I hit a wall, I would have had five episodes out and that would have been it. But I just realized today that the episode that aired on iTunes today was my 800th episode. And I am, I can't believe that. I never would have believed that I would have had 800 episodes. Now they're not all fantastic episodes because I was learning along the way. But I really do appreciate those of you who stuck with me. And again, you have to persevere because if you quit the moment that challenges arrive, you're never going to get anywhere. Life is full of challenges. We have to learn how to work through them. And then the last card is adventure. You should look at life as though it's an adventure. This means that sometimes we have to change our mindset If we're sitting here thinking life sucks and I do the same thing all the time, there is a problem and it's with your thinking. You've got to shift that. If life is not exciting, then you need to do something different. What can you do to make your life more exciting? Is it take a trip? Is it take up a hobby or learn a new thing. There's something that you're missing. And this is why life doesn't seem exciting to you anymore. So it's time to really look at yourself and say, what can I do in order to add more spark to my life and have more adventure? Maybe it's eating at different restaurants. Maybe it's hanging out with different people. Whatever it is, you will know what you need to change in your life. So maybe it requires you sitting down and saying, where has my life become too rigid, too routine? And how can I spice it up a bit and add a little bit more adventure? Life is an adventure. We're supposed to be here living and living it to the fullest, but many of us are not. So take a look at what you're doing on a consistent basis and how can you maybe switch things up a bit, shake things up a bit. Sometimes it's fun. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me. As always, I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.